April 28, 2016. It's the Watt from Pete Show.
think the El Nino didn't come. It just didn't hit SoCal land. It was out at sea because mm-hmm. our surf. Yeah, it would be a big year for surf. Big time. Still is. Mm-hmm. Red flag rock. Yeah. When I brought Larry and uh, Island. Uh-huh. friends to Catalina, yeah. They held their cookies, though, no uh-huh. Cool. It was, yeah, a lot, it was of people out there. Ch- a lot of people chowed in that channel. But Matt used to work on a boat. There's an island off here called Santa Catalina. There's a few islands, but that's a famous guy. He's got a town called Avalon. And uh, people make the trip. He used to work the line. And a guy I did drums with for Tal Falco last two years. Stooges came here and never been, so I took him. And it was kind of all sky, all water action. <laughs> 15 minutes. He held it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started the show off Tad's Delight, alternate tape. John L. Epcot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not I'm with Miles Davis. And then you hear laughing our guest, Brother Matt. Yeah. Al Scorch. Welcome. Lost at Sea, which is probably good too. We weren't lost at sea. Captain got us right into Yeah, that was a three hour tour. <laughs> three hour tour. There, back again. Exactly right. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, someone's at the hatch, brother. Welcome aboard, Al. How you doing? Thanks for having it's just me, Mike. coincidence. I mean, I just got the music for Bloodshot there, Mike Sosin, and uh, 
Oh, hey, we're going to end up doing the spiel with you, uh, um, Skype. Yeah. But then, by coincidence, you happen to be in town for a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Yeah, I'm really stoked to be here. at the Love Grotto, Pleasure Point, Wild Kingdom. Somewhere north of the equator, west of the Rockies. Uh, let's get right with your, uh, What's your earliest uh, musical memory? Yeah, man, the first time, uh, yeah, fuck. Earliest musical memory of of thinking, uh, of having the music hit me and like it's sticking with me. I'm trying to trying to think of that. Um, well, memory, you're probably a boy. Yeah, a little kid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just... Okay, where? It probably would have been at my house. Where? In Chicago. Okay. Chicago, Illinois. I just could see you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Born there, but conceived. Yeah. <laughs> There's a boot camp for sailors, North Shores. Oh yeah, Great Lakes Naval Base. Great Lakes. That's yeah. It. And, um, uh, he did his boot camp there, and there was a dance for Hungarian refugees. It was Fifty-six. No shit. That's where. The YMCA. The YMCA is no longer there. The boot camp is in the apartment my mom lived. She moved up from Peoria. And she lived in, she lived up by the naval base? No, she lived in the north side. She told me in those days it was a gay bar in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And it was a little street called a Gagtide or something. Like the yeah, Gagtide. Oh, yeah. You know about this? Well, okay. I, I borrowed Steve Albini's bike and I went and checked it out. Oh, cool. So you're a little boy in Chicago and you're thinking back, what's the first music memory? It's probably, there's, I think there's two. Is that cool? Yeah. One is... Stereo. Yeah. Right, and stereo is the one. Is I remember sitting in front of my parents' stereo and the record player with the eight track player and cassette player in it. Eight track, that's what I. Yeah, man, all all in one, right, right at the cusp when they got cassettes and eight track. Still, it's like we gotta have both. You're in the living room, man. I'm in the living room. I'm sitting on the carpet, and I'm like, my parents were, were listening to records, and I just remember just like the dials all glowing and the knobs and everything and listening to the music and fucking around with all the bass and treble. Man, it was probably some kind of folk music. My parents listened to like a lot of like Irish songs and stuff like that. Irish song music like Clancy Brothers, things like that. So fiddle. Uh, lots, lots of voices and chorus and like story songs. Yeah, guitar, kind of stuff like that. That trippy drum. Not quite that traditional. Not not like Irish Spring. Yeah, my mom hates that shit. Actually, she's like, she's like, I can't listen to that fiddle music. She can't, she can't do it. Uh, but more like song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, and then. Um, What's the other memory? Uh, man, uh, the other one is God. I just had it, and it was it was important. Um, was a I saw a band playing on the street um, that just like fucking stuck with me. I, it was probably when I was like, maybe like five or six. It was in Chicago, um, and my dad used to run this like uh, this like alcoholics drop-in center for like street dudes, like down on Division um, and like Damon over by like where like Double Door is. Yeah, and, like, yeah. So like over right there, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm, yeah, so down by like Milwaukee and Division, all Chicago, the Chicago brother Matt's got intersections, you know, like we do here. Mm-hmm. But then they add in another street. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like so, a big. So they're always like six corners. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah, it's a big and grid. Doors. It's got doors on each side of oh, the wow. corner. Because it's so, a, like a. It's kind of. There's ranches tacos near there. That that's. It's true. North side, uh-huh. a lot of Latin good uh-huh. chowder. Yeah, man. So it was around there. So it was around there because he used to bring me down there. Damon, that's a big street. Yeah, yeah we'd go down. Da- conked out of that uh-huh. Damon. Yeah, probably, man. Down people. Wicker Park is, I think, where that right. double door is. Right? Yeah. So just down the street from there, that's at North and uh, North and Damon, and then you go like half a mile south from there. The next busy street is Division. Okay. So that place was on Division, and. Uh, Man, that must have been in 90 or 91. My dad was driving down there a lot to kind of run this this spot. It was called Friendship House. It had been there since like the 70s. You guys got some houses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do. We got a lot of halfway houses. Yeah, man. I, I, get that, I get that vibe down here, like working class, kind of like there's places for everybody kind of thing. Some of them used to be semen Yeah. Ads. Yeah, like old sa- like sailor right, homes kind of right. things. Especially the Scandies and stuff. They turned over uh-huh. Get stuff, uh, get it so they were having shit. some like kind of festival. No, it was just a bunch of people. It was like three oh, or four people just playing on the street for yeah. cash. And I saw that. And I, I, yeah, busking. And I remember the sign. It said the Shit Creek Band. And I was like, oh man, they're up Shit Creek, right? And they're just playing <laughs> on the street. So I remember that. And like, without a paddle, yeah, man. They but, had the bongos. What are they playing? Where, yeah, there was like there were like drums, some kind of like thrown together drum set, and uh, man, some guy playing guitar. It's just like one of those like foggy dream comfort memories, sure, sure. you know, where it's just like this really magical thing that so I remember. In school, they didn't teach banjo. No banjo, maybe from your ma, like in folk. R- right, yeah, yeah, and she had one, so oh. there was like so. so my... There's one in the pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the family. So pad, she wasn't man. just listener; she played. She played a little bit. She tried to play banjo. There's something that she did all throughout her twenties. Uh, she would take lessons on and off and stuff. And my dad played the piano and the guitar. So you had a piano in the pad. Yeah, so it was a piano, and then in the corner, in the space between the piano and the wall, there was like the acoustic guitar and a banjo in cases all kind of like tucked in the corner so kind of my dad be sitting there playing and and i would always just kind of be there listening and he would play every day Whoa. he'd just come home and just rip it you know he doesn't get fucked up or anything he doesn't party but he didn't uh, ask you to get into the tradition well he was he was into it he was always trying He's to make us personally but did he want to like flow it on to you yeah he did and he did it in a real cool way he wasn't like I think well once he tried to like see if we wanted to take lessons like he was a he's a cool yeah, cat he's like what's that brothers sisters yeah two, I got two brothers two sisters so he was kind of like all five of you guys yeah. yeah he wanted everybody That's to rip family it band. yeah yeah family jams going it was always the, that was always the dream we'd always talk about so that did, but everybody get playing so everybody kind of kind of found oh, their path so my oldest sister is a singer. Uh, she's really talented. She teaches uh, at a university in, Ch- in Chicago, and she teaches like voice. You know, she's like a voice sure. teacher. And um, then my three other siblings, they all dabble in various ways. I play in like I play. You guys had family jams when you were young. We would, man. It's it's, it's it would you be had a lot of people like that. It would be. I mean, it's not like we were like the Von Trapp family, or you know what I mean, or like, uh, or like Partridges or whatever. But like Bobby yeah, where it's like, on the road. yeah, and then like, yeah, Charlie Hayden, uh-huh. right? Jodlin Cowboy Charlie. He's mm-hmm. like they bring him in the band. Like he's like three, right? Or Bill Monroe is like that, right? Give the, the give the littlest kid the mandolin. Uh, fucking, I saw him, Billy, buddy, my. Uh, 
Buddy Rich? Yeah. Same Buddy, just different last name. <laughs> but he got in really early. A lot of those cats in vaudeville, you brought the family in the act because the act was on the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, traveling. They're my dead weight. <laughs> yeah, bring them all. That little yeah. kid can dance. Yeah. Put him on stage, man. Right. Give the chowing. Give that baby Okay, okay. So what do you for your supper on, on the banjo? Then? So I, I always kind of like. It was always kind of there, right? Since yeah. I was like little, so I, I it always kind of like piqued my interest because yeah. it was like there was the guitar, which my older brother started to play, and my dad started to show me how to play. Um, and the banjo was always there, and it was always so different. I was always yeah. so intrigued by it. And it wasn't set up too good. My mom hadn't played it in a long time, so it was kind of worse for so, wear. Yeah. yeah, so it was all the action was all high, and the yeah. head was all loose. And I would, I would just try to play it all the time. And then uh, I, I started getting really into it I was, when I was like 14 or 15. And I was like, yeah. this is, yeah, I was like, I want to play this thing. This thing's awesome. So you didn't do music at school? We had like a music class. Yeah. But I remember literally like, one thing we did was like <laughs> it was so like northwest side of Chicago it was hilarious the music teacher was like we're gonna learn about lyrics guys and uh we're gonna listen to this song and you're gonna interpret the lyrics and he puts on BTO uh taking care of business and working <laughs> overtime I was like I into that man he was uh, dude uh yeah, yeah man Canadians Vancouver right um I mean, Randy Randy Bachman, Bachman. Yeah, and it, actually it's him and two of his brothers only one dude wasn't a brother, Fred. Uh, in BTO, I didn't know that. I didn't know all about him because they were big dudes in flannels. D Boone loved them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping for JoJo. No, JoJo. Well, what am I hoping for one of them? Uh, so I'm here at the Long Beach Arena. Uh, yeah, and uh, actually, that was later on. The first big one was uh, Give Me Your Money, Please. Uh, that was the B BTO hit before the that? The first one, off mm -hmm. the first album, which was a pretty good rockin' album, but then it was Let It Ride, uh, and You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Right. <laughs> 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 but the Taking Care of Business er, uh, turned into uh, like a rudiment song. Right, yeah. Because had the Chuck Berry chords over uh. and over. In fact, I think some Canadians got maybe a thousand of them together to make the biggest, like, uh. one jam. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here, look, what do we got here? Pennsylvania Turnpike. All right. Okay, what can you tell us about this tune? Oh man, this is a uh, this is a tune that I wrote in like a two year period of like after I broke up with somebody and we had just we had just we hitchhiked around and we had all these kinds of adventures and. Is it I seventy six? What's that? I seventy six Pennsylvania. Uh man, I, I think it oh. might. Is it eighty? No, it might be 76. I gotta look it up now. I'm gonna sound like a well, It might be two partier. I don't know, uh, but we cracked them. Georgie had mags on one of these boats we had. Uh, second man. Kind of one. I literally cracked one off on this road. There's so many potholes in the old days. Oh, and if, like aluminum mag wheels? Aluminum mag. <laughs> yeah, Shouldn't have those on a van. Anyway. No, man. That's. <laughs>
gave was not in vain It joins all the love that ever was and will be So it will be
chauffeur. I want you to be my chauffeur. I want him to drive me. I want him to ride me downtown. Shoot my shoulder.
Where to where no one knows No one knows 
Peter Show. We and Brother Matt discussing parking options. Uh, we heard Al Scorch with Pennsylvania Turnpike. Uh, two year in the making breakup tune. <laughs> Didn't take two years to break up. Two years. No, to it took it, it definitely took like three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deerhoof, brand new debut. Good song for yeah. brand new. Uh, smallest tribe in the world. That's King Champion sounds brand new. And uh, Brother Vasco from uh, Skopje, Macedonia came up with some words. That day, AJ, the King Champion Sons boss, asked me to do spiel on. Uh, it's kind of a three-way from different, uh, three different lands. Uh, but that's what music's for, right? Right. And then Alice Bag from the Bag, she's yeah. got a new brand new solo album, uh, No Means No. Uh, first punk gig me and Boone saw was Bags up at the Whiskey of Go Go West Harbor. That was the first and one. And she's still in the ring. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, she's a great lady. Much respect. Then Rudy OMM with. They're uh, Brazil cats, but from the north, oh. which means more sweaty, right? By the equator. <laughs> yeah, so man. <laughs> and uh, but music all over Brazil's ranches. Uh, me and my chauffeur blues, Tav Falco and Pat for Burns, brand new seven inch horse music. Music uh, that's got me and Larry, who did was the rhythm section for last Pat for Burns tour. Splish Splash, Howie Reed, brand new. Lemon Kittens, False Alarm, Malicious. That's from my old collection. Love it. Gigi Band. Brand new. You've been changing time zones. Yeah. Matt Jones. He's now in Oaktown with his uh, career wife. Making music. Robbie Folks. Katie K. That's label name. Label name. Yeah, Robbie. One shot. And finally, Steve McKay in the Radon Ensemble with Patrick's Brain Aneurysm. So Steve McKay, sax man for Stooges. Yeah. Speaking of which, me and Brother Matt are going to see Ig play tonight. Yeah. Bitchin'. It's called the post-pop depression. depression. 
Oh, yeah, I just read a write up about that. Except the Greek, and uh, it uh, called me up the other day and said, Why will you come? I'm going to give you a hug. So I asked Brother Matt, and he said he would come. So, <laughs> bitching. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a good outside, show. We haven't, neither of us have been there. It's in a Greek lot. for a long time. Yeah, right, man. right. So, back to the Oscorch story. You're, 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 you're fiddling around with the banjo. But when did you get serious about it? I got serious when I uh, dropped out of high school. And I was like, was just like, I can't fucking do this school shit. I need to focus on this. So I played, I just practiced all the fucking time. It was just like prac in mom's basement. Yeah. Ride my bike. Books or teacher? I had a teacher. Uh, name? Uh, his name was Walter. Okay, Walter, his, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Walter. Um, and so he got me started showing me like the claw hammer kind of technique. Sure. The whole thing about banjo, you can do it on guitar, but it's open tune. It's open tune, right? And it's got that drone string. That's right, the little guy on the top. Yeah. But they, some old schoolers only do the four. Right. Right? Yeah, because there's some kind of, the, um, when you get into like the Memphis Jug Band kind of yeah. stuff and uh, all that kind of jazzy or bluesy so stuff. the culture of the banjo. Yeah, it's like got a lot of different ways. Yeah, because it has so many ways to play it and so many permutations, you know. Usually, what G? Tune it's an open G. G, yeah. Yeah, it's usually tuned in G, uh-huh. so it'll work with C, work uh-huh. with that, but yeah. usually in G. Uh-huh. That's why I noticed about when you hear the things, but one reason why the kind of sound, and usually no capos and stuff. Right. Well, I play this long neck now, so I've got yeah. like three extra frets, so I can get down to F and B flat and yeah. still have it voice nicely, you know, so and not cracking to... and cracking woodshed in the, in the cellar, mm-hmm. basement. And uh, do you remember your first gig? The first gig, yeah. So like, so when I dropped out, I got this job through some friends. Like all my friends were like in their twenties and thirties when I was a teenager. And uh, yeah, because I like got out of school. I was like, man, I can't relate to any of these yeah. fucking kids. And like, yeah. uh, so I, I just got in with like, like bikes and like bike punks and stuff in Chicago. And one of these one of these guys who was on that kind of scene of like critical mass kind of bicycle activism kind of stuff. He started. Sounds kind of good because it's flat, not yeah. a lot of hills. Yeah, it's flat and it's a grid. So like ride a bike, it's like oh, a ten mile bike ride. That's not so bad because there's not a single hill. Yeah, for, <laughs> for <laughs> pedicab. For out there. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, plays harmonica, pedicab, harmonica. Oh man, people make mad money on the cabs <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Fucking Bears games, Cubs games, and concerts and shit. But uh, so I got this, I got this job uh, washing dishes at this restaurant uh, called Handlebar in Chicago, and I promptly no called, no showed for after three weeks, you know, as you should when you're 16. Um, and then, but a year or so later, I was like, hey, let me play at the spot because they had shows when they first opened they had okay. they had music so I was like hey I know I'm this crazy kid or whatever but let me just play a set yeah. so they gave me a set they are like here have this night and I invited all my friends out and shit and my family and yeah. played this gig and I was like went right at the 16, 17 kind of now what'd you do your own tunes yeah I played I played some of my own tunes I played some traditionals yeah. and played some other songs that I was working on covering and stuff like that well, how did it feel was it passion man it was a fucking it was a rush, rush. it was like a it was like a uh, it was like a good pants shitter where you're like hell yeah like this is I'm fucking yeah, terrified but I'm fucking yeah. playing I don't care yeah exactly don't fight yes Sack it up. Yeah, man. That's why I tie my pants at the bottom before I play, man. Around the ankles. Yeah, that's it. Okay. But, okay, so you were off. It was 
lodge pants. Yeah, man. Springboard. And that felt so good. And so I kept just like kicking around, you know, playing house shows and DIY spots and shit like that. Because that's like the only place you could play when you're, you know, 17, 18. Right, because liquor laws. Yeah, and just like that was what was accessible. I tried to like, you know, like get on club gigs and shit and like, you know, bookers and shit are like, no way, fuck, no way. No, you know, because you're like this kid. So I'm like, and then I'm 18. And um, I had been staying with my girlfriend, and she lived with a bunch of other friends. Um, and this was, again, around kind of like Wicker Park, Humble Park. They lived in this old bar. So it was a ground floor bar building, and then everybody's bedroom was in the basement, all framed out rooms in the basement. Yeah. Um, so this band from Chattanooga was coming through, and they were having a show at the house for them. My friend, uh, uh, who lived at the house, knew, knew these Chattanooga cats, and she set up a show, and she was like, hey, you should play. Um, this show because these are my really good friends and they're fucking awesome and I was like alright I'm stoked like opening up yeah opening up so um, so I play that show and um, Daniel from the band from ADDC the band that was on tour he watched my whole set and he was just like there with it you know like when you're playing a show and you see that one or two people who are just yeah. they're just with you the whole Focus. time yeah and they got you and they're lifting you up and they're they're there for you so he was there at that show and then when he got when when I got done playing, and a little while after that, he was like, he was like, "Hey man, like get in the van. We got like twelve, fourteen days left, a couple weeks. Like we're gonna go to Bloomington and through Ohio and go to New York and down through Asheville and back to Chattanooga and shit." He's like, "Come on, yeah." Damn. So I did, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah. The first hour, you made the story out, brother Matt. Yeah. April 28, 2016, Watt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. April 28, 2016, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pete Rose Show. Have you ever seen a hangman tie slip knot? Have you ever seen a hangman tie slip knot? Slipknot, a 
about their sense of justice, justice.
you lay eyes on this prairie-style mansion across its wide expanse of a yard, it feels great when you are on a mission to work and succeed, to walk in and join the process. It's more than a beautiful building. It's where we stake our lives, to plan our futures, to join in the work-ordered day, to make something, to become an accepted person and function well in society. We plan through three departments, Café de Hula, fuel our hearts and stomachs, membership and communication department to lead us on through our day, and biz to tie it all together. I love this house because I feel welcomed in. I have developed here. I know my place in the stream of things. Your house helps to keep me alive and functioning and giving back to society. My heart is heavier than metal now. My eyes so swollen by the booze. I don't know what I did or how I've gotten here And all I know is that's the truth I want to swing you back and forth just like a pendulum And let you know this is a ride And then I feel just like a kid inside a candy shop Everything is on the house Zack like animals Just like animals Zack like animals My head is pounding like a thousand hammers at a time With every nail I cross the line Heavier than metal now My eyes were wild You were loose I don't know what I did Or how you've gotten here And all I know Is that's the truth I want to swing you back and forth Just like a tire swing Let you know that I'm right I want to feel just like a kid on the 4th of July With fireworks inside my eyes Sack like animals Just like animals Sack like animals Pedro show. Uh, some kind Good. of parking pass getting printed here. Wow, it Yeah, double duty. 
There we go. Cool. Uh, We're parking. Start off the second hour with Slipknot from Alscorch. Not a tribute to the Iowa band, but Woody Guthrie. Much respect. Yeah. Bobby Dylan would like to break his arm patting you on the back. You're brand new uh, Bushy out of Dublin. Estelle, drummer man now. In the, actually, it was an old project. It's been revived. Then uh, here's a trip. You know, you can't copyright a song title. So just to prove that, here's two bands with the same name. The Kurt Vendero from Genoa, Italy with Wait! Exclamation mark. Uh-huh. Wait! And then Art Trip and the Stag Sound with Wait! No exclamation marks. Question mark? is like, wait. Wait! Actually had a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wait? Wait? Or ellipsis. <laughs> wait. And then we had Richard James with Do You Know Me? Mark Davenport after that, On Your Own Planet. Uh, Death Pedal. They're out of Glasgow. Future. I love Yahara House, Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin, yeah. Madison, his poetry, and finally heavy metal, Miles Nielsen, and the Rusted Hearts. Okay, so you went on your first tour. Went on my first tour, which yeah. Which was the result of one of your first gigs. Right. So people, when you play a gig, it's not for anything. It can be uh, uh, the next step in tomorrow, your whole new tomorrow. So that tour was bitching, right? Oh, you my get, God. You got the bug. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It peeled my lid just okay. all the way after, back. After that, when you get back home? Yeah. I'm like, shit, what do I do now, man? So I'm kind of... you want to be man alone. You don't really want to have a band. Right, because I didn't have anybody to play with. And I'm doing this, like, doing this oh, banjo sh- thing. Chicago's got a buttload of people playing music. There are. And it took me a while to find them. It, oh, took, okay. me, it took me maybe... They didn't have the right people you thought right. were your band. Yeah, and also, you know, just like being being that age, being 18 or 19, like yeah. older cats are going to be like, get out of here. And, and Unless like, you're Stevie Winwood. <laughs> yeah. You know about him, right? 17, he's in the Spencer Davis. So he got... He's playing the organ and singing like a teenager. Yeah, man. Before traffic, before, yeah. Amazing. He started out as... But not everybody does it. Uh, right. Uh, Steve Marriott, Humble Pie, that cat, he was Oliver. Mm-hmm. Some cats start really young. Yeah, man. I feel like back in that day, too, it, there was still like that old school like A&R vibe going on where it's like, we got some good-looking, talented kids, and we're going to put them all together, <laughs> okay. you know? Maybe that, maybe it's not so much of that? I, I, don't, th- I don't think that. Maybe that, K-pop. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> or some like, of that over there. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that still ha- I think people do that for themselves nowadays. <laughs> okay. okay. So you search around for the right people, but in the meantime, now... Playing solo, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he recorded Yeah So on that first tour Yeah So on that first tour uh, With the Chattanooga dudes ADDC ADDC Like AC ADDC They're fucking great man They're Chattanooga border town Yeah River It's really neat The geography there Cuts big canyons Big mountains The Watauga Valley Lots of Fir trees Yeah Biodiverse as hell man Beautiful thing But a lot of people Bypass it Mm-hmm. play there yeah it's kind of sad but it happened, happened it is a happening spot for sure so ADDC so ADDC we get to Bloomington first stop on that tour is Bloomington Indiana we go yeah, down to Bloomington college. yeah and um, we're hanging out down there and we're down there for like a couple days it's like two or three days uh, I think one of the guys was seeing somebody there at the time so we stopped for a while and everybody had a bunch of friends there and they were like man we gotta make you a tape man we gotta get you something to sell if you're playing so, uh, was, merch. Yeah, he was like, you need some fucking merch, man. 
So while we're there, we're like, all right, let's. We, I'll meet my buddy Matt Cathcart, who I met that on that trip, and he's like, oh yeah, man, I got a four track. We'll go down in the basement. We'll cut some songs and we'll make some art and go to Kinko's and fucking print it out and yeah. and we'll put it together and yeah. like. Yeah, so we did that while we were in Bloomington, and then I had tapes for the rest of the tour. tour. Yeah, just like doing the. What's that tape called? That tape is called More Graham Crackers, Please. Just absurdist, like, uh, they're like, what do you want to call it? I was like, uh, I don't know. Are you into Graham Crackers? I guess, they're good. (laughs) This cat thought it was a cure for pregnancy. Wow. And I got to test this out. You got all these ladies pregnant and shit. (laughs) <laughs> whole big Mr. Graham yeah <laughs> Graham flower it's like, like a... some bones <laughs> or obviously that wasn't a very good technique <laughs> yeah that didn't work yeah that shit did not work man well, but maybe a lot of bass players came into the world right? you know. uh, speaking of which we got the spin cycle coming up. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Al Scorch collaborating with Brother Matt. Right on, Let's do Get it. Some banjo. Watch when we get out of the 
Yeah. Cool exactly. banjo accompaniment. Man, thanks for... Brother Matt, what was it? <laughs> what was it that made you do what you did to us today? I was just wondering, what could I do for some banjo bed? And uh, saw Boozoo, Boozoo Bayou and felt like I would work off of that. And got some Scott Bayou, McLean man. in there with some seatbelt and uh, new right. uh, stuff. By, uh, yeah, and uh, that God Don't Ever Change as a salute to blind Willie Johnson that just came right. out. So I had some uh, uh, Lucinda Williams and, and Tom Waits off of that one. So Right. And Al Scorch yeah. along the way Tom with all kick in the beat right away. So it was hard to- <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, what's he doing trying to find a kind of harmonic Talk with you. I was like, you sometimes you just got to listen and, you know, got, I'm just trying to hear it. And- yeah, I know. In the situation, people, you got to understand, this was kind of a delicate one. Usually we got it more set up for people at the freak flag fly, but Al Scorch, you did right. You yeah, very thanks, cool. Mike. Very situation cool. situation at hand, you dealt yeah. with it most Fucking effect. I was yeah. just trying to, trying to yeah. channel all the... <laughs> very proud. People the are at the end of the second hour, two, uh, 2016, April 28th, Dish Wife Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. April 28th, 2016, it's the third hour of the Wife Pedro Show.
Everybody deserves a sunny Saturday morning. Everybody deserves a stormy Sunday night. Everybody deserves what everybody deserves. I don't need a whole lot, but at least I got the You know what I deserve. Everybody deserves a piece of fruit in the morning.
Almost like it never was a ghost in fight on the echo of your voice with me. There never was a ghost in flight from the painting in the museum haunting all the hallway. Just because they wouldn't want to be here anymore. Peter Show started third hour off of Al Scorch doing a cover. Let's uh, hear the story on this Asomnia. Well, this is a song that my friend Galen Moore wrote, and uh, she played it in a band called Beer Garden. Uh, and they were, Galen and uh, some of the folks out there in New York were the people that I met when I went on that first tour when I jumped in the van with right. Eddie DC. And, and um, man, I heard that song, and uh, man, it just, it just stuck with me. It just really meant a lot to me and it, it transferred well to to the old banjo so I just started fucking playing it and uh brother Matt was talking about the art on this album yeah and that's another lady friend also uh the art on your on the resonator yeah on the skin there yeah um yeah, yeah my friend Demera Kamenecki she goes by Demerak the Destroyer um and she um she's been making uh cover art uh, with me or for me for my music since 2010 or so um, and uh, she started with a 7 inch for us and then she did my last album cover Tired Ghostly Town and then uh, she did this one for Circle Around the Signs and she also drew this uh, drew this kind of mandala circular design on my so banjo you're not here. afraid of collaborating with women 
No, I think it's Ooh, the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I want to know about the connect with Bloodshot. Oh, right. Now, I know they're Chi-Town, but yeah. tell me how that Man, so I was I was always just kind of aware of them, you know, like being this kid in Chicago playing like weirdo banjo punk music, you know, and I was like, oh, that's a thing that people are already doing this. That's cool. I kind of thought I was, that's just how it happened when I was doing it, but it's awesome to see there's other people doing it. So I was aware of them and it was kind of inspiring, you know, being a young person, like seeing that label and checking them out and being like, man, holy shit. And what really stuck with me was the writing, like all the writing for all their descriptions of their music and artist bios and stuff is just like so real and so not, you know, you know, yeah, some bullshit, you know, just like it was very conversational and they had a unique voice. So you find out about this label. I find out about this label and it just kind of sticks with me and I, and I keep making music and making music and, and, uh, you know, I get to be, that was like, I found out about them when I was maybe 16 or 17 and I keep making music and I get into my twenties and I put out this first record and I keep touring around and shit and man, it's just a, it's a fucking hard road to hoe and I'm like, man, I need some help. Like I want somebody who knows the ropes and, and you know, who are some real people and you know, who aren't just like biz fucking weirdos, you know? And, uh, so I started getting the songs together for the second record circle around the signs. And, um, I just I emailed Bloodshot. I invited them to a show, you know, and that's the nice thing about being in Chicago is that I could invite them to a show and they could come easily to it. That's where they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like the best piece of advice for anyone who's like, how do I work with somebody or how do I, you know, like I want a, I want a booking agent or I want a manager, whatever the fuck people Assistant want. Assistant hair tech. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Come to I'm the show. Gig. Come to the gig. That's okay. it. That's all that should matter. Because they're seeing what the dealio is. Yeah. It's no... Words, right? It's it, it, right. It's the music, and that's what it's about. It's about the music, and it's about the performance. So, so they came to gig. They came to the gig, you and knew we, they were there. I kind of, I had the feeling. I invited them to a weird one. I probably shouldn't have invited them to this gig because it kind of sucked. It was like some like outdoor food truck thing. It was like the worst fucking street festival ever. Yeah. And there was like nobody there. It was in a, it was literally in a black... those character builders. <laughs> yeah, it was a total character builder and a, and a pocket builder. It definitely helped pay the rent, that gig. Uh, oh, you paid rent? Yeah. Nobody there? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's some okay. shit. It was, it was a failed event. Not a lot of those gigs. Well, it's funny, you know. It, it's weird. I feel Usually like it works the other way. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's it's weird. It was like a anyway, it was an outdoor fun. festival thing situation that had already been set up. So I knew kind of knew they were there, and um, I was just like, you know what they look like? I had no idea, yeah, but I was right. like, oh, it's the email, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I was like, it was like I kind of inferred because they were like, you know, maybe the. There were like, you know, maybe 20 people who rolled up to see us play. And I was like, oh, there's some people I don't know. Maybe it's them. Yeah. So I kind of just figured. And um, and I just like kept a fucking good attitude, you know, and just played and just was myself and was just like making fun of shit. I was like, why are we playing in this fucking blacktop parking lot? It's 100 degrees out. There's no shade. Just kind of saying what everyone was thinking and okay. pointing shit out just just talking like i do on stage and uh so they saw the show and they liked it and then uh they uh uh through through the promoter of a show a couple months later they brought me onto this show with one of their artists in chicago they're like hey we'll open the show 
and then that kind of brought everybody from the office from the label in because they were it was one of their artist shows in Chicago that I was playing on so everyone was there already and they got to see me play and I kind of just continued the correspondence you know just like hey I'm doing this thing hey I'm doing this thing hey I'm doing this thing you know just kind of they finally set up we want to do your thing yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna play uh, everybody out there you go what about it what about this one this is uh this is another one that I had percolating around for years for a couple couple years and uh and um percolator. Yeah, man. Sometimes they come right out and sometimes they gotta sit there, especially with words and shit. Too. Yeah. <laughs> maybe for more <laughs> maybe for men. That's a little more positive, maybe. Okay, let's Everybody out, the place is hot, some blue nose bastard blew the spot, and we got to get going, no, we're gonna get got, let's go.
Scott, tear it down, hit the demolition team. Get out of here. Scotty, give me some dust, baby. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boys, cojones.
that you are not going to be disturbed.
bring you down. Drunk and ugly fist fights, bloody sick and bombing brawls. Everyone kills everyone. Dragging you down in the media, dragging you down. Bitchy snotty people, shove ahead of you in life, wet and grab everything. Dragging you down in the media, dragging you down.
Black for Pedro show last music for this edition. Everybody out. Al Scorch. What's the story? Uh, man, it took a while to yeah, this is a percolator, story? but uh, I just, I kind of like, it, it's kind of like this, I, it's like a vibe, it's like a story vibe, that's what I go for in a lot of songs, it's like, it's not a specific story, but it's a story with characters that there's this whole vibe, and I think the vibe of this song is like, is doing it for yourself, and that like, in our communities where we do art and music for ourselves and activism for ourselves in the greater world, there's always this kind of presence of the people outside who are looking in whether it's like you know the cops who want to bust up the protest or it's the vultures from the music biz trying to get something real to fucking sell you know it's always but it's always us together in this kind of underground and sometimes when the spot gets busted you got to get the fuck out of there yeah you know of course so run away five million then we had a reverend circle of g-t-h-o-o-h-o it's an acronym, brother. <laughs> My Slippers and Asalon with Further Still out of Strong Beach. Uh, Tokyo Savannah Brazil Band. Two-time criminal. Basho. Sacred. Scared of... Sacred. <laughs> scared of being good. Hamburg. Dr. Amazon without reservations. That's uh, Portland, Oregon. And finally, John Truby with Dragging You Down into Mediocrity. Whoa. Damn, oh, that's a beat. That's yeah, a beat. fuck, man. Look, you already told us some advice, right? People, you want people to know about you, invite them to the gig. The gig, it's all about the gig. So we don't have to ask you about that. But what about future plan? Future plan, I mean, man. You're gonna probably come back not for a wedding, but probably for some for a show. tour plan. Yeah, we're what planning tours plan? around this. So the record's out May 13th, mm-hmm. and uh, May into June. We're gonna do uh, bigger band shows around the uh, around the Midwest. So we're gonna uh, I'll bring out like a six piece band. Summertime in the Midwest. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, I'm May sweaty. May and June, and then July we're gonna go out east. We're doing all the sweaty wrong there, places. <laughs> we're going to the southeast in June, like, like out to New York, and then down through North Carolina yeah. and Alabama, like a genius. I'm but gonna you play. know what? It's not really south. It's just east of the Rockies because Montreal. It's summertime. is sweaty. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so Chicago, man. It's everywhere. Oh, I know about it. I told you. you St. Louis. Oh, dude. It's Mr. Rock. Mm. Fuck, man. We're, we're protected by mm. that. We're buffeted. And then we'll be out here. We'll be out west uh, in the second half of July. So we're going to come out okay. through. We're going to do. We're going to jag up to Minneapolis and Fargo, come down through Sioux Falls, and then shoot over through Denver, yeah. Albuquerque, and then probably come to L.A. through Flagstaff, and then up to Portland. Okay, Flagstaff, I-17 and I-40. Portland, last week's guest is Fred Portlandia. He's going to Portland. Fred Fred was here last week, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. But there's a Portland and Maine, too. There is, which I love as well. That's nice in summertime. (laughs) That's a, ooh, yeah. One time I was there, it was 100 degrees. Fuck. It was in the 80s, late 80s or something. People didn't know what to do. It was only one day. (laughs) But uh, that's a neat pad. Last time I was there... uh, I got taken sailing. Oh. Skipper Neil. Bitchin'. Captain Neil. Yeah, took me out with this big old fucking, and not a motor one, right? Sails. Oh, yeah. It's a bit different trip. Oh, man. Skipper Hold Jeff, it, man. I think he's going to uh, sell the Pride of Cucamon. Yeah, yeah. Everyone uh, asked about that. those boats with motors suppositories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 
about sails. This trippy sailing over there on the other side. Uh, it always confuses me because the coast is on the wrong side. That's Just true. being oh, on this side, right? I'm used to this side. Yeah, that's true. Man. <laughs> Starboard. Well, that's what yeah. That's what Lost the Seas about. How man. many letters in left? Uh, four. How many letters in port? Four. You'll never forget. One. <laughs> there you go. Al Scorch, we want to thank you so much. Yeah, thanks thank for coming so down. For cool. Your, thanks so pleasure. much, Mike. Thank you, Matt. Mucho ben. gusto. And uh, how long are you here for the wed? Uh, I'll be here till Wednesday, so I'll be here for uh, almost another bit. week. So yeah. You gonna see some SoCal? Yeah, man. We're gonna. I'm gonna probably. Don't say Disney. They should trip oh, around Pedro no. today. Jesus Christ, man! Hell no. Um, <laughs> Why you dude say that? I'm are you serious, man? They had to ask me to think for four free tickets uh, for 61st anniversary or oh, something geez, like that. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> I flew to, yeah, no way, man. Fuck so, that. You got a plan though? Yeah. Where are you uh, staying? Uh, so I'm staying between my friend Dinah's house here and my friend Aaron's house. East Hollywood. East Hollywood. And then my buddy Aaron lives in Boyle Heights. Heights so. Not Echo yeah. Park. East Hollywood. Yeah. Tytown. Yeah. There's a club uh, I've been playing, Stone and Harvard or something. Yeah, Harvard and Stone. Harvard and Stone. Yeah, Boyle Heights, go get some uh, some El Tapia. That's not that, that's that far. El Tapia? Killer yeah. burrito. Yeah. Also, go downtown on Olivera Street, that yeah. taqueria place. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, you got plenty of cool options. After that song, it goes, ah, yeah. See oh, Alito Lindo? See Alito Lindo. I think we passed it <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the way from the train. That's where L.A. started. That was the whole fucking town. Right there. Oh, At yeah, Union yeah. Station? Because there was no yeah. water. Was, it's near Union Station. Yeah. Philippe's. A little bit west. Go to Philippe's. Philippe's. Oh, there too. is that in? Bad uh, French dip. Is that in uh, Chinatown around? Right on the edge, right yeah. Here, right okay. Here, right a little bit east of Chinatown. It's right there. Big lines, mm. but good chow. Mm, it's yeah. a French dip sandwich. Right. Killer. We do that. Chicago's got good chow, though, too. Yeah, right? we got the Italian time. beef, which is good like time. the Italian dip. And it's also the, the Polish uh, kielbasa. Oh, man, yeah. yeah killer meat. And okay, like killer steak. Probably the most north place. Well, people are moving all over. But it, for, for Mexican food, man, Chicago oh, for yeah. a long time was the authentic, uh-huh. huh? For sure. But they're getting they're in Minnesota now too. I eat the part of town there where it's real. Yeah, when the family's moving, you, you know, you don't have to go that Taco Bell shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> you get the real shit. And that uh, yeah, man, love next it, time you're it. in Chicago, I'll well, take have you on a, a food tour. Have a good time here in town and when you come back, so you'll be here in July. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Check out Al Scorch where they find you on the web. Uh alscorch.com, bloodshotrecords.com. A L S C O R C H dot C O M. Check it out, people. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank yeah. Aiden in the bed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to get. <laughs> had to get to Told Pedro. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's April 28, 2016 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.